Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, let's talk uh, business journey. You are listening to Noteworthy Differences. And uh, diverse offerings. Um, what age were you when you started your business and uh, what important lessons have you learned from your journey until now? Yep. So first of all, I'm currently a photographer um, and I co-own a business called Team 7. I run my own business now called Jimmy's Projects. Um, and we do a, a lot of marketing-based content uh, ranging from building, architects, food, wine, uh, studio work, product photography, you name it. We're, we're pretty diverse. Um, and yeah, it all started, uh, I'm 24 years of age now and it started when I was 13 um i was always quite business minded when i was a kid um i was i was a good academic learner but i felt like actually doing things physically was my strong point uh which i'm sure a lot of young listeners could probably relate to uh and i proposed a business plan to my parents uh that i wanted to borrow a thousand dollars and i wanted to buy a camera i wanted to set up a business called the project photography um with my neighbor at the time Taj and uh he was going to edit the photos I was going to take them we were going to earn x amount of money per party and there was going to be a repayment plan um to pay off the camera so my parents sort of played devil's advocate a bit sort of picked it apart and saw where things could improve but um it was a really good lesson for me at such a young age um to sort of go through um and yeah we ended up doing the project photography for four years uh it was really really busy here on the mornington peninsula doing house parties birthdays other events um and that sort of stemmed and took me up until when i finished high school when i was 18 and um you know you sort of enter the real commercial world of you know nightclubs and you know all age events and you know the, the possibilities are pretty endless from there and that's sort of where it all stemmed from mm, awesome I think uh, around 13 myself, like uh, 13, 14, uh, I picked up photography and uh, you, know, you took it the step forward and actually made it a whole thing and yeah, you kept it up till now. It's amazing. <laughs> well, look, yeah, it's it's one of those like pieces mm. of technology that's always pretty um, intriguing and a lot of people want to know more about it. Uh, everyone has access to a phone, um, mm. which is pretty competitive with us these days in terms of how good they are. Yeah. Uh, so people always get a taste of it with these iPhones and, you know, these Samsung phones. Mm. Um, people do naturally want to know what what's that next step. So, yeah, it's a cool thing to pick up young. Yeah. Well, what sort of branded equipment do you guys sort of work with or you work with, actually? Uh, I was, or now? What I was start with? Canon. I was always yeah. Canon through and through. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear, like, you know, there's a debate There's a debate on Canon, Nikon, and Sony mm. and lives on. Um I did start with Canon, uh, but I now actually use both Canon and Sony. Um, yeah. Uh, I did the dangerous thing of just walking past a camera shop one day and just seeing what was new and what was in there and ended up spending a couple of thousand dollars on a new Sony camera because they told me how good they were. So, yeah. Uh, Mirrorless now, is that all? Yeah, so Sony A7 IV. Yeah, nice. So, a great camera, really small and compact. It's... Um, mm. It's amazing. The quality and the file sizes are getting bigger and the actual camera itself is getting smaller. I, yeah, it's beyond me how technology is progressing like that, but it's yeah. impressive. And if you can use it, it's great. Yeah, definitely. It's good how Sony came into the competition there between the two big joints, you know, Nikon and Canon. But yeah, I've seen the Sony quality pretty good. It might jump the ship as well in the yeah. future, but it'll be like hobbyist. But yeah, probably have to 
reach out to you if I want any yeah, further tips on how to break that barrier, right? Between hobby yeah, and that. Uh, it's um, <clears throat> trial and error. That's my best advice. Yeah. All right. That what works and um, yeah. you know that you get dust on your center like me and it's, uh, yeah. You're just cleaning yourself. Curve. All a learning curve. You had to clean the sensor yourself, did you? Uh, yeah, you can get dust, uh, sensor cleaning uh, wipes and everything now, but mm -hmm. yeah, scary stuff. It's not just like a put your shirt in and wipe the sensor now. It's uh, all very technical. Yeah, definitely. And um, did you discuss the uh, interesting industries served by Jimmy Products due to its uh, diverse offerings? Yeah, sure. So, um, Jim, so yeah, to elaborate or just to expand on it again, so we. The uh, and the bill from Nonstop Media and I own Team Seven, and Team Seven um, hosts seven shooters who cover a number of categories. But outside of that, I operate under my own business name, Jimmy's Projects, which um, you've just asked about. And in terms of yeah, the diverse offerings is that when I was eighteen and when I moved from house parties to that commercial life, I sort of had that process of elimination. I just gave everything a go. Uh, whether it was weddings, whether it was nightclubs, music festivals, taking photos of food, you know, you name it. Um, cameras can be present everywhere these days. And over the years, I just eliminated what I didn't like to do anymore. Um, and my main sort of areas of expertise now uh, would be building an architectural photography, uh, which sort of, you know, people naturally think that's real estate photography. It is slightly different. Mm. Uh, capturing more details and mood as opposed to whole rooms okay. uh, um, food and wine and sort of um, hospitality venues are a big sort of um, area that we serve as well uh, and we also um, are a part of a studio in Mornington called Studio M uh, so we have the luxury of taking a lot of clients there now as well to do e-commerce branding modeling um, and can also facilitate product photography at Team 7 as well so mm. Um, every day is different. That's probably the the positive of you know being so diverse is that yeah. um, you know tomorrow we've got uh, an apartment shoot and the day after that we have an e-commerce shoot um, and then the day after that's a building shoot. So um, yeah, it keeps you on your toes and um, for anyone that's wanting to start, uh, not sure what they want to start doing, that process of elimination is perfect. You can you can give something a go and not enjoy it <clears throat> and you know, the, the takings from it is that you don't need to do it again, but at least you had a crack. Yeah, definitely. I like that, uh, that um, philosophy. And uh, talking about uh, success factors and team management, uh, what are the key uh, pillars that you attribute to your business success or business success? Yeah, so this is, this is an interesting one because my answers are generally more about how you act as a person as opposed to what you can deliver. I mean, if you're being hired for a service generally speaking the person hiring you likes what you're delivering um they they trust that the quality um, is good and they like what you've presented to, to other people so i feel like the make or break outside of that is how you promote yourself as a person how you communicate how you um you know it could be how you dress or um just your mannerisms so my number one rule is never be late it's whether it's business, whether it's to, you're rocking up to training, to gym, whatever it is, you're never late. And if you are late, everyone has every possible chance to communicate that you're going to be late. I mean, maps, <clears throat> pardon me, maps these days gives you traffic updates. You can anticipate how long a drive's going to be. So you can 
plan to be there 10 minutes early. Um, and if you're not, everyone has wireless Bluetooth in their car these days. Or everyone has Siri that activates you to be able to call someone. Um, it's, you know, and so that goes hand in hand with communication as well. But I just feel like not being late sets the tone really well. You rock up on time. You're not stressed and, you know, frazzled. Um, it's And it's a good image as well. It shows that you care. So um, I think that's just a, a really key pillar and it's not nothing to do with the service. It's so, oh, it is to do with the service, nothing to do with the tangible product at the end. But um, it, yeah, I feel like I appreciate when people rock up early. So if I can do that, yeah, for, um, yeah that's just like a little one percenter hmm. uh, that I would throw on top of actually delivering a good product. Yeah, awesome. I like it. And um, how does managing a team with uh, Team 7 compared to your previous experience as an individual operator? Well, Team 7 is still quite new. So Team 7 is uh, has only been operating for a couple of months. So, you know, I feel like um, I've grown up as an only child and I've worked as a sole trader for so many years as well. But I have also grown up playing in team sport. Um, and I do like being in leadership positions and um, I feel like I thrive in leadership positions. It's just... I feel like I'm comfortable there, really. So it's it's taken me back to that sort of those days of playing team sport, which unfortunately no longer occur at the moment. But um, yeah, I I really find that it challenges my communication, and you're not just dealing with teammates who are in their teenagers on a footy field. You're you're dealing with people who, you know, this is their life, this is their career, this is their income, um, and they want to get better at it, but um, I think the satisfaction that you get as a sole trader is sort of personal achievements and maybe dream clients and things like that. Or, you know, you get your biggest paying job and you think, how good's this? Um, what's been amazing with Team 7 is that we've connected seven other creatives who traditionally might be competitors uh, and we've all become friends and we work together. Um, now, I know that there's been conversations, you know, um, between people who have just met in Team 7 and have become, you know, friends instantly and they ask each other for advice and they help each other at shoots. We've even had scenarios where people have rocked up and their batteries have died uh, and someone from Team 7 has driven 45 minutes to d deliver it to one of our shooters, you know. Mm, um, pretty good. <laughs> that's the satisfaction knowing that we've been a part of bringing that together. Um, I mean, yeah, you... <laughs> You can have a $50,000 job by yourself and that's awesome and you can celebrate. I think bringing people together who actually genuinely care about each other, um, it's you can't comprehend how nice that feels to be a part of. Awesome. And the talking a bit about the impact of Studio M, how, what benefits has Studio M provided for you and other creatives living in the Mornington Peninsula? Yeah, so um, we had a, a mate of mine owns a factory in Mornington um, and it's in quite a, a developing area, a growing area. Um, and he did have some space in the factory and sort of um, approached me as to whether I had any ideas that could help. Uh, and I've used um, studios in the past and sometimes I've had to drive uh, to the city, which from Mount Eliza, who those who don't know, is an hour, or, or to Dandenong, which is, you know, that 30-minute mark. Um, and there hasn't really been any options to have that really premium studio facility around the area. So Mornington, uh, from the top of my head, it's the only facility um, or sort of 
um, space to hire that has state-of-the-art equipment that anyone can use when they're in there, an enormous circular armor wall, which is perfect for e-commerce and big groups, custom walls, different colors, gel lights, boom stands. You know, it is completely kitted out at a price that I've never, I've never been able to rent a studio for cheaper. So, you know, it sounds like I'm doing a sales pitch here. You know, I I get nothing out of the studio being hired by any listeners, but um, for me to be a part of actually, you know, getting that off the ground, um, I just feel so confident bringing my clients there because I know that there's going to be nothing that's too challenging with the facilities there. Uh, and yeah, if like any listeners are on the Mornington Peninsula, I really strongly encourage even just going down for a visit. Um, I do run workshops out of there, not to make this a promotional thing, but I, I go for it. It's fine. I can teach young creatives in there um, how to use the lights um, and you know become more confident in there because it's an awesome skill to be able to unlock. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I think Mornington Peninsula for me is uh, related to fishing. I think I love uh, if anyone uh, loves to fish in Melbourne or uh, Victoria, go to the Mornington Pier. It's quite full right now. I think everyone's got on the word now. There's a place to be with all the fish, uh, with all the squid. Um, yeah. But yeah, squidding over there is a, is a fond memory. <laughs> yeah, I've, um, there's been a few. There's been a few people launch boats um, out on the Mornington Beach, and I believe I'm not actually much of a fisherman myself, mm. but I believe the snapper season is coming around, and yeah. they're being caught at the moment. Whether that's off the pier or not, I'm not sure. But yes, you drive down Warrington Pier and there's always someone wetting a line down there. I live and, you know, I and we on the peninsula, we live in an amazing part of the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, people go to the Amalfi Coast to live like this or people go to Bali to be on the beach or Thailand. Um, it's, you can pinch yourself when you go down on these beaches. You could be anywhere in the world. It's We're very, very lucky to be here. Hmm. And another one is probably just a little bit around the corner at St. Andrew's Beach. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, if you jump across the peninsula. Yeah, but we're, we're spoiled for choice here, really. It's sad. If you love what you're hearing and want to support us, consider buying us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com forward slash ND podcast. That's N for November, D for Delta podcast. Your contribution will help fuel our podcast and bring you even more great content in the future. So thank you for being part of this podcasting journey. Good brewery as well. That's in uh, in Mornington. There's a brewery in Mornington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually right across the road from the studio. So how convenient. But um, yeah. Saint Andrews Brewery. I was talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, okay. So from the yeah near the beach chip. So yeah, okay. more, so, yeah, that's another thing. It's a good one. Plenty of plenty of breweries down here as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the west. So. Uh, Mornington for me is about an hour and forty or something, but well worth it. Yeah, good good road trip. Yeah. No, <laughs> we well, did say Mount Eliza. Yeah, not a lot of people know it, and like Mount Eliza sounds like a, some far place, but not actually mountainous this area. But yeah, just, <laughs> it's say just say Frankston. Everyone knows Frankston. Mount Eliza is five minutes or ten minutes from Frankston. Yeah, awesome. And uh, hopefully, I don't know, is it a better location? <laughs> yeah, well, look, Frankston's not as bad as everyone says it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it rightfully got it. It's a, more of a meme at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is a meme. Well, but it's it, just, it, it, market around, yeah. To be honest, I think it got its reputation rightfully uh, back in the day. But mm. um, now, Frankston's actually a very, very nice place. And yeah. uh, if you look at just out of, out of curiosity, if you were to go on realestate.com, I think real estate prices would tell you very much. Yeah. Not 
up to what the reputation is. It's a pricey area. It's by the beach and your suburbs and and, uh, villages and shops all around you. Mm. One of the best piers, I think, in um, Melbourne, yeah, or the Port Villa Bay, I reckon. Yeah, popular beach too. Very popular. Frankston Beach, eh? Is it called just Frankston Beach? Yeah, no. Yeah, Frankston Beach. Yeah, easy. And um, yeah, strategies for growth. We'll we'll get back on topic. Yeah, Um, that's all right. And so what are, uh, what decisions or turning points have significantly influenced your business's growth trajectory? Yeah. So, um, I guess this is really how team seven eventually started, but, um, I have to give a lot of credit where credit's due. I, we, when I say we, Nabil and I really took off when we started working with each other. Uh, we were out of lockdown. Um, he was a, a relatively new videographer. Um, lo- much like what I did, giving things a crack, process of elimination. Our first job together was actually shooting a chicken and chip shop. So, um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But now, you know, since then we've, you know, done some amazing jobs and, um, you know, also some hospitality venues as well. But the turning point was when I was just able to find mm-hmm. who I'd call a brother now to motivate me to be alongside me and before team seven started we were offering this hey i can do this photo package for you but i've also got this amazing videographer and for this price we can give you the whole thing you know on the spot mm. day you don't have to make two bookings the communication is still between one person it was so easy um and um we were just so confident that when we worked together, we were going to deliver something really spectacular and really innovative and um, eye-catching on the socials. And I think we just did a couple of jobs together and one thing led to another. What we were able to deliver was just so awesome and, and word of mouth does its thing, especially living in a tight community or a small place like the Mornington Peninsula. I mean, geographically, it's big, but God, the word gets around quickly. Mm, okay. Uh, and... You know, one of the highlights was that we shot a house. Uh, it was actually for the pool builder and the pool awards. Mm-hmm. And I believe the house. I'm, I'm gonna say approximately because I don't want to say uh, exactly, but I think it was recently purchased for around twenty-five million dollars. Oh, well. um, in and, the Mornington Peninsula. Uh, in Turak. In Turak. Ah, yeah, Turak is yes. twenty yeah. million. Uh, Turak, eh? Okay. I wonder if that's a medium. Yeah, 20, 20 or 25 million. And it was one of those houses that we bought mm. there. It was like, you know, we don't, I know we grew up in a nice area, but we definitely mm. don't live like that. And we haven't been brought up like that. Mm. Did they have an underground house under the house? Uh, there was an underground garage. Um, <laughs> we're allowed to see the garage, or we didn't ask just because we were shooting the pool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's moments like that that we've had in there. And there's been a few of them that, you know, maybe not mid 20, $20 million. Uh, but yeah, there's been some there were some moments like that that have been really really cool, and I I think that the turning point was when the Bill and I started working together. So, um, my advice to would be that if you know you are a young creative and you offer one of these services, photo or video, mm-hmm. uh, is to you know bite the bullet and find someone that lives near you, or you know it might be a competitor at the moment. But if you can work together and create something that is you know, you put two blocks together and you build yeah. the blocks together, you know, you <laughs> businesses are going to find it hard to say no because you give them so much value. Yeah, I like that. So it's like a building community at the same time, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it feels good to refer, so, you know, before we became business partners, we mm-hmm. were referring one another. 
you know, if you're, you 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 get the job that you were going to get anyway, and you're helping someone else like make money too. So that's a that's a nice feeling, I believe. Yeah, awesome. And um, just the memoir or legacy questions. This is a personal one for you. It's a yeah, a special one for the show. I mean, uh, it's good to hear all these different um, answers. I like how you generally there are uh, different answers, and everyone's got a personal journey there and reflects. Um, when you pass on, what would you like to have been known for? I'm going to speak as if it is what I'm known for because I think I am confident that I would, I'd like to think that I'm going to be confident that this is how I'll be remembered. I'd definitely like to think that people think I was a hard worker. Um, I've always had this mentality of work hard now and now being because I'm 24 or in my early, early stages of my career, work hard now and relax later. Um, you know, not many people were doing this sort of, had this business mentality and working really hard at 13 years old. Um, it's quite a rare thing and it's not to boast. It's just that that's just how I was wired at such a young age was to, you know, the academics didn't really phase me. I was an all right academic student, but I wanted to work hard and I wanted to work hard young. So I would like to think that people think I'm a hard worker. Um, there's an insect in here. Um, I like to think I was generous and helpful as well. Um, I'm People who know me quite well know that I go to Bali quite a lot. I think we just got back two weeks ago from trip number 15 or 15. Um, and the fancy beach clubs and everything like that, I'm sure that's why a lot of people go there and I've done them before, but I get a lot of satisfaction out of going there and, and supporting my local mates. Um, I supported a local there for a couple of months in lockdown. I had no income. I wasn't getting government payments. Um, and I was sending money over to my local friends in Bali just for them to be able to survive. So, um, again, I'm not telling the audience this to say how good am I, but it's, uh, it's, I get satisfaction out of that and that, that fulfills me. Um, so I'd like to be known as a generous person. Um, but yeah, I, there's a few things that I'd love to be known for, but I know that those two, I, I really believe that those two are, are two characteristics and personal traits that I think people will reflect on. Um, I also, if you show me love, I will love you to the moon and back. I mean, um, I'm pretty quick to cut off people that, that give me nothing, but if people show me some support and show me that they care about me, like they're, they're family to me. So I'm a, I'm a very family orientated person and you know that that's blood family or you know or just friends but um yeah i love i love my network mm. so, um yeah look I, I could actually go a diff, a couple of different ways in an answer uh, that's all right i think it was good yeah now what you said it was good like um i think you're you're embodying the uh it's uh it's more blessed to give than to receive so yeah yeah and like you thing. know i i really struggle to receive presents um, or I struggle to receive acts of generosity. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I really do like giving and, and being generous to others. And for some reason, I still really struggle to accept it, which is probably something that I need to overcome within myself. But um, yeah, yeah, look, it's a really, and you know what? I truthfully <laughs> thought of that uh, question before coming into the podcast, but yeah, that's right. I'm a hardworking, generous, and a loving person for people that are, that love me back. Yeah, awesome. 
And thanks for your time and uh, yeah, great, great sort of information you could share. And I uh, definitely appreciate the conversation. No, I really appreciate you reaching out and, and having me on board. And um, yeah, if anyone um, listening to the podcast would like to have a conversation with me, my Instagram is probably a great way to get a hold of yeah. me. What was your handle again, yeah? Maybe my tell handle is uh, at Jimmy's Projects. Yep. Um, and from there, you can find Team 7 if you want to have a look. Or, but if you don't, the studio account's there as well. But Jimmy's Projects is my account. And if anyone from here found this insightful or helpful, I'm really open to speaking to those that listened and took the time to to hear what I had to say. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so th- and thank you again for having me on. I know. Awesome. And uh, again, any locals, definitely visit Mornington Peninsula. But if you're traveling for overseas... Morning to Peninsula is the place, and uh, I don't know if Jimmy can be their guide, but uh, yeah, he'll be in town. <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite diversified into tour guide services, yeah. but I uh, could definitely point people yeah, in the right direction and where to work, that's for sure. Awesome. Thanks for that. All right. Thanks very much, mate. Hey, Chris here. Thank you for listening to that episode. And if you'd like to hear any other episodes of mine at Noteworthy Differences, you can find me on Spotify or Apple, or any other streaming platforms where you listen to your podcasts. Or feel free to send me a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Noteworthy Differences and you will be sure to find me. Thank you.